Sometimes when you're in the presence of the Lord, you just don't want to. You just don't want to break out of it. You just want to stay there. So God, we just thank you for your presence. We thank you, Lord, that you bless us with your presence, Lord. No matter where people are tonight, no matter what room they're in, your presence is there right now. Father, just wash afresh over everyone, Lord God. That's watching. Wash afresh over us, Lord God. Father, we thank you for your tangible presence. It's just so thick, Father God. We thank you for that tangible presence, Lord. Thank you, Lord. So we are in crucial times. We are in a place where we have never been before. And something is trying to break forth. Something is trying to be birthed. And I don't want us to miss out on what God is doing in this hour. I don't want God to raise up another generation to do what he wants us to do. That would be tragic, right? If God had to raise up another generation to do what we're doing, what, what he wants us to do. So, Father, we just make ourselves available for what you want to do in this hour. Mordecai's words in the book of Esther rings loud and clear. When he said, sent word to Esther that they were going to destroy all the Jews all over the country and Mordecai tore his clothes and he, he put on sackcloth and ashes and, and went out into the city wailing loudly and bitterly. And when Esther found out, she wanted to know what was going on and he told her that the decree had gone out that all the Jews were going to be killed. And he asked Esther to go before the king and to plead before the king. And Esther was afraid. She was afraid that she would die because she said, if I go into the king's presence and I'm not called, you know, I could die. And Mordecai said to her, if you remain silent at this time, relief and deliverance for the Jews will arise from another place. But you and your father's family will perish. And who knows but what that you have come to your royal position for such a time as this. I believe in my heart of hearts that God has chosen this generation, you and me, to bring in his plans and his purposes onto the earth. And I, be I believe God has stepped down out of heaven to awaken his church and commission his church. And the enemy knows that his time is short and he's trying to change the course of history, but we know that he's a counterfeit, the one who tries to bring in the plans to foil God's plans but we know he won't succeed. So I, I want us to see something in Isaiah 14. It talks about how you are fallen from heaven, O Lucifer, the son of the morning, how you are cut down to the ground, you who weaken the nations. For you said in your heart, I will ascend into heaven and I will exalt my throne above the stars of God. 
And I will also sit upon the mount of congregation in the sides of the north. And I will ascend above the heights of the clouds. And I will be like the most high. But you shall be brought down to the shoal, to the pits. So it looks like the enemy is in control. It looks like he's winning. But I want to tell you, he's going to come down. And victory is ours in Jesus' name. And so we have to remember that God is the greater one. That he has already defeated the enemy. And the Lord has all the power and all the glory. It's not the enemy. So we are here for such a time as this. To bring in God's presence. To bring in his plans and his purposes. And to stand against the things of darkness. We are the salt of the earth. But if the salt loses its flavour... It's thrown in the dung heap. It's of no use. So we are the salt of the earth. There is a mandate for us to fulfill. There is an assignment that we are here for. God wants his church to awake to his promises, to his priorities. He wants his kingdom's ways to be demonstrated on the earth. He wants his church to awake and agree with his mandate. God is needing us. God is needing you, me, to rise up and take our rightful position and align ourselves up with him. And God is, is, is you know, thinking about our children and about our children's children and, and, and the children's children. See, we need to awake. The first part of the awakening has been painful. So God is demanding that we awaken this means that we have to do something. We can't just pray and ask God to awaken us. We have to start doing something. We have to rise up and take our part. And how can we awaken ourselves? We need to push into God. We need to push into his word. We need to believe his word and declare his word. See, God has been wooing his bride and wooing his bride and he's been wanting her to sit with him. He's wanting her to come away with him because he wants to speak to her. He wants to strengthen her and he wants to heal her and he wants to send her out. See, in this hour, God is saying that we are to run into his presence. Like Psalm 91 says, those that, that hide in the shelter of the Most High under the shadow of the Almighty, will say, My God, my shelter, my refuge, in him I will trust. See, God is challenging us in this hour to rise up and to believe his word that those who run into the shadow of the Almighty will find refuge, will find shelter, will find peace in any storm. So he is waiting and he's wanting us now more than ever to walk by faith and not by sight and to rise above the things that are coming all around us. I had a meeting last Tuesday with all these ladies on Zoom and it was just so amazing that 99.9% .9 of them were all feeling like, like it was like they were in depression. They were feeling like this heaviness was all over them. I had so many phone calls this week of people that wanted to meet with me because they didn't understand what was going on. 
But we've got to see that there's a darkness around us at the moment and that the enemy has been let loose to, to just to put this darkness on people. But what God is saying, we, his people, need to look up and look to him because as we look up, the darkness is going to go. So I feel like God wants me to share a little bit about Israel in the book of Exodus. I know Miles shared about it, but I already had my notes and I didn't feel like God wanted me to go off. So I'm in the book of, of Exodus. And what we need to understand, if you do a study, is that when Israel crossed that Red Sea and when all the plagues came, it wasn't just a few days journey. That was something like one and a half years to two years journey for them to finish that. And so we have been crying out to God and we've been praying and we've been repenting and we've been praying and it's been like almost two years but I want to say to us, hang on because help is on its way. Hang on because God is going to do something in this hour. And so these people in Israel, they cried out for 400 years. They were in captivity for 400 years. And when they cried out, God heard them. And God hears their cry. But not only does he hear their cry, he steps down out of heaven to deliver the people. But we need to see that Moses was walking. He was predestined by God for this hour. And God had a plan and a purpose for his life, just like you and me. And so as God steps down out of heaven to deliver the nation, but first he, he steps down and meets Moses and delivers Moses. Because God had to deliver Moses and heal Moses so God could deliver a nation through Moses. I never saw that before. But as I was reading Exodus, it's like it jumped out of the pages. God stepped down, yes, to deliver Egypt, sorry, to deliver Israel out of Egypt. But God also stepped down to deliver Moses and to prepare Moses. And so Moses, you know, when, when, when he met, had that encounter with God, when he had that encounter with God, something happened. Moses had an encounter that changed his life. Moses had an encounter that caused him to completely turn around. See, when Moses first came near that burning bush, Moses came as a shepherd in charge of his father-in-law's sheep. But when Moses left, Moses now became the shepherd who was, who was working for his father, who was going to deliver his father's sheep. And so Moses had such an encounter with God that his life radically changed and that he was never the same again. And, and now he went around doing his father's work. He, he stopped wandering around aimlessly. He now had a purpose and he now had a direction. And what I feel like God is saying is until we have an encounter with God, until we have an encounter with God, we are going to be still walking around aimlessly. See, we can come to church and, and we can listen to people preach and, and we can read words and, and we can listen to YouTube, but until we have an encounter with God, nothing is going to change. Until we have an encounter with God, you know, our lives will still be the same. And, and so, you know, I, I used to go to church 
When I was younger, I used to go to church and then I would go week after week, but I never grew, I never changed. You know, I, I didn't know God, I heard about God and everybody shared about God, but I didn't know God. And I walked away from the church because I didn't know God. And when I walked away, I went into the world and, and I went into, you know, drugs, alcohol, parties, you name it, we did it. And I was going down to hell pretty fast. And I remember one night falling in the gutter, thinking, this is it, there's no purpose, there's no reason for going on. And then suddenly I knew I wasn't alone. All of a sudden, God stepped down out of heaven and God sat down next to me in the gutter and God revealed himself to me. And I want to say to you, from the moment I had that encounter, my life turned around. From the moment I had that encounter with God, I all of a sudden had a purpose. All of a sudden, I had a destiny. All of a sudden, my life changed and I, and I, I was now following a God who had stepped down out of heaven. And I feel like that God wants us to have an encounter with him, that we would start to see that God is real and that God is alive. My cry is, Lord, give us an encounter like we've never had before. So God is looking for a people that will believe that he exists looking for a people that will believe his word and stand on his word. See, when Moses had that encounter, God just started to tell him what to do. Moses didn't have to go to college for two years, didn't have to be trained for two years. Instantly, God had turned him around and instantly God started to lead him. So God is looking for a people who will start to believe his word. And so God is shaking everything that can be shaken. I don't know about you guys, but I... I would classify myself as a person of faith. But this year, I want to say my faith is being challenged in every way that it can possibly be challenged. And so my trust in a job for income has been shaken. My trust in medicine to heal has been shaken. My trust in the media has been shaken. My trust has been shaken in so many areas. But God is challenging me to put my trust in him and not to let myself be pulled around by everything that's going on in the world. God is challenging me to spend time with him. And so, so many people have been struggling and like I've been a little struggling and then I heard God say, Anne-Marie, come and sit up with me in heavenly places and I believe that God is calling us to come and sit with him in heavenly places. Because once you sit up there in heaven and you start to look down, it just all looks so different. Everything falls into right place. And so God is challenging us to come and sit with him in heavenly places and to see yourself seated in him in heavenly places. You know, all this shaking you know, we think, what's going on? But God has allowed the shaking. 
because we have prayed for over two years asking God to remove it, but God has still allowed it. And I sort of think, God, why? Why have you allowed the shaking? And, and I believe that God has allowed the shaking because one, he's drawing the nations to himself, but two, he's, he's, he's confronting his bride. He, he's calling his bride. He's stirring his bride and he's trying to get his bride to awaken. It's like his bride has been asleep for so long, but God is, is having to stir even more to awaken his bride and to bring his bride into that rightful position where she's supposed to be. So God is calling his church to rise up. In 1 John 4, 4, it says, Greater is he that is in you than he who is in the world. Revelation 12 says they overcame him by the blood of the lamb and the word of their testimony. we got to start seeing that the greater one is living in us. And as we start to use the word of God and our testimonies and believe in the blood of Jesus Christ, you know, the enemy will flee. Holy Spirit, just move by your spirit, Lord. You know, Psalm 149, verse 6 to 9, it says, May the praise of God be in their mouths and a double-edged sword in their hands to inflict vengeance on the nations and punishment on the peoples, to bind their kings with fetters, their nobles with shackers of iron, and to carry out the sentence written against him. See, I believe God is telling us that he's given us a two-edged sword. And as we start to walk around knowing that we have this two-edged sword, and as we start to walk around the house declaring the word of God, and as we pick up that sword and use it and begin to speak that word and see, you know, that as we use that word, things are going to move. And I feel like God is saying some of us need to get bigger swords because the word of God is the sword of the spirit and God is wanting us to use it. And so God has even been talking to us about putting on the armour. Put on the armour of God so we'll be able to stand in the evil day because we are in an evil day and we are in warfare and we are not fighting against flesh and blood but we are fighting against principalities and powers and spirits of wickedness in heavenly places. And so God is telling me that I need to put on the armour of God. I need to see myself as a mighty warrior dressed in the armour of God and I need to take authority over a few things. And so what I've been finding out, I've been needing to take some authority over negative thoughts that have been running wild in my head. And I need to take authority on that thing that's been trying to feed doubt and unbelief in my spirit. And that thing that's been trying to feed anxiety and stress. It's like God is saying, I need to rise up and I need to take authority over these things in Jesus' name. You know, I, I need to rise up and do it. You know, we can pray till the cows come home, but there's a, we have to take our responsibility. We have to stand up and we have to do our part. And so God is saying to me that I need to take every negative thought captive. I need to stop those thoughts of anxiety and fear. I need to start lining myself up with the word of God and believing the word of God and hanging on to the word of God and use it like a two-edged sword against the enemy. So when God said in that Psalm 149, you know, he said, 
he said that um, he's given them a, a, a sword, like a two-edged sword. He's telling them to use it to, to come against kings, but God is talking about the spirit realm. See, there's, there's things in the kingdom of darkness in the spirit realm that are coming against the nations, coming against your families, coming against the church, trying to cause havoc. But when we, the church of God, will begin to rise up and use our two-edged sword against the enemy, demons will flee and, and people you know, will be set free and we will see the hand of God move but God is waiting for us the church to rise up and take our rightful position and start to do something it's like God is saying awaken church arise church arise church you know don't have your head buried in the sand any longer don't walk around with the case to rise spirit thinking that everything will be okay God is saying you have to rise up in this hour take your rightful position and see yourself seated next to God in heavenly places and start to rule and reign from that place in Jesus' name. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. I feel like it's almost like God is in my face and it's almost like he's trying to shake me to wake up. It's like we've sort of come into this place where we're sort of like, she'll be right, mate. And we don't do anything. I mean, that's the spirit of Australia, right? <laughs> She'll be right, mate, you know, but that's not the spirit of God. Like with the spirit of God, you have to rise up. If you want to walk in the promises of God, you have to rise up and you have to go in and possess them. They do not just fall into your lap. You have to rise up like a mighty man of God, like a mighty man of valor and, and, and begin to push back the powers of darkness and take your position next to God in Jesus' name. Yes? <laughs> oh, sorry. Hallelujah. So then God led me to Gideon, right? And Gideon was hiding in the wine press. He was full of fear because the, the, the Midianites had, had been continually uh, raping their land and, and taking their harvest. And, and so here was Gideon with a little bit of wheat and he was in the wine press and he was, was thrashing the wheat in the wine press and he was hiding and the angel of the Lord appeared and, and the angel of the Lord told him how God had, had done so many miracles, how God had delivered the nation and how God had fought for the people. And, and then the angel of the Lord said to Gideon, you mighty man of valor. <laughs> and, and Gideon, like he wasn't feeling like a mighty man of valor. But see, we don't feel like mighty men of valor. We feel weak. You know, we feel like we can't do it. But God sees us differently. God sees us as these, as these amazing men and women of God, filled with the Spirit of God, filled with the power of God, able to do all things in Christ Jesus. But he's saying we need to see ourselves as he sees us. He says we need to change the picture. How have you been looking at yourself? He says change the picture, change the channel. See yourself made in my image. See yourself made in my likeness. See yourself filled with the Spirit of God and the power of God. And see yourself that when you speak in Jesus' name, demons will flee. Sickness will go. Captors will be set free. He says, but you've got to change the picture. So Gideon was sitting there, I don't know, in fear. And the angel said, you mighty man of valor. And the angel of the Lord said to him, you know, get up, go, fight. And the angel of the Lord said, go in the strength, knowing that God does signs and wonders. 
Go in the strength knowing what God did before. Go in the strength knowing that God delivered the nations before. And, and so the angel was, was challenging Gideon to, to see what God did for his ancestors that God will do again for him. And so God was saying, go in this strength. And, and so Gideon got up. And Gideon was ready and all of a sudden 32,000 men came to join Gideon to go into battle. And the Lord said to Gideon, no, 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 that's too many men. He said, I want you to speak to the men and say to them, anybody who is in fear, anybody who is afraid, tell them to go home. 22,000 people left and went home. That left Gideon with about 11,000 people. And God said, that's still too many. God, 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 God cut them down to 300 people. And so God was going to send Gideon with 300 people to go into battle against 122,000 men. Three, that means 300 people. That means one man would have to conquer 445 men in one second, in one time. That's a lot of men for one person to kill. But see what God was doing. God didn't want them to go in with a great big army because they would think that they won the battle. See, God wanted them to go with a, a small amount of people because God wanted them to see that God was going to fight the battle, that God was going to win the battle. It was not them. And so with us, I think that God is wanting us to see that it's God who will fight the battle. It's God who will do it. All he's waiting for is for us to align ourselves up with him, to believe him and to believe his word. See, God doesn't need the thousands. He just needs one or two who would dare to believe his word, one or two who will stand with him and align themselves with him and then they will just see what God is going to do. Miles talked about smashing the glass that was on their lanterns and letting their light so shine. I feel it's time for us to smash the glass that's over our lanterns so that people can see the light in us. I feel like for too long we Christians have been too afraid to rise up and be a voice for this, in this nation for the Lord. And I feel like the Lord is saying enough is enough. It's time for you to rise up. It's time for you to align yourself. It's time for you to see who you are in me and become these mighty men and women and see that you are able to turn things around and push back the the powers of darkness. He says, too many of you have been walking around in doubt and unbelief, in fear and anxiety. He says, the enemy has consumed some of you with fear and stress and anxiety. And he's saying to me that some of you have almost like given up and, and wanted to, wanted to, mm, and but God is saying, get your eyes back on the Lord. Get your eyes back on the Lord. Look to him, the author and the finisher of your face. faith. He is able. He is able to bring you through. He is able to give you victory. He is able to supply for you. He is able to meet your needs. He is able. What he did for your forefathers, he will do for you. And it's like God is saying, it's time for you to see God and see him as he really is, the creator of all things, the one who has all the power, the one who has all the power and all the glory. It's like God is saying it's time. It's time, church. You need to rise up in this hour. We have a fight to fight. And the fight we have to fight is the fight of faith. 
We have to believe God. We have to believe that God is who he says he is. We have to believe that God will do what he said he will do. So God doesn't need hundreds of people. He just needs one or two who will run with him. Run with endurance. Not give up. Not quit. The one who will hang on to him and trust him implicitly. No matter what is happening. Knowing that God will have his way. That victory is the Lord's. And victory is ours in Jesus' name. See, when, when, when God stepped down out of heaven to, to, deliver, to deliver the people from Egypt, he remembered that he had a covenant with them. We have a better covenant which is sealed in the blood of Jesus. You know, as I was sitting with the Lord, the Lord gave me this old song. I'm not going to sing it, <laughs> but I'll tell, say, I'll tell you the words, right? <laughs> I might get the tune wrong, right? It says, I hear a sound of the holy war, a battle going on in the name of the Lord. See, wrong tune. Sound of victory is on our side. The saints rise up and the enemy flees. My heart's on fire to do his will. My one desire is to spend my lifetime praising his name, his name. Heaven and earth will tremble at his name, his name. Now that had to be the spirit of God because no way would I ever do that, right? But I feel like we need to start singing around the house a little bit more, right? Come on. You know, like what God does to me, he tells me to put on the armor and I almost like see myself put on the armor. You know, those, those steel boots and that, that mesh stuff and the, the breastplate of righteousness and the helmet, you know, and, and I put on the shield of faith and I, and I walk around with a sword in the house like, you know, and I'm speaking the word of God and I, and I feel like I'm walking around cutting off some heads, right, in Jesus' name, right? And, and so I feel like some of us need to pick up the sword of the spirit and just cut off some of those heads right cut off that spirit of fear cut off that spirit of stress come on cut off that spirit of doubt and unbelief I feel like we've got to rise up and we've got to do something because like when you start to praise and worship God I tell you demons tremble and demons leave the room demons flee when you walk into the room right <laughs> come on you got to see like when you speak the word of God and when you declare the word of God and the enemies in front of you, you got to see what I see, right? When I declare that word of God, I can see the enemy standing in front of me trembling. You know why? Because God is behind me and he said, you heard her, go, right? God is with us. God will never leave us or forsake us. So we got to see whose side we are on. We are on the victory side. We are not on the defeated side. Victory is ours in Jesus' name. we got to see that the greater one, the Lord God Almighty, El Shaddai, the creator of all things, the Alpha and the Omega, is in control. And victory is his. And his plans will be fulfilled God is saying this is a time for the church of God to rise up, 
to begin to do spiritual warfare, declaring God's word, praying and interceding and praising and worshipping God, believing that God will do what he said he will do. You know, there's no point me praying. There's no point me declaring the word of God if I don't believe that God is going to follow with signs and wonders, right? If I don't believe that God is going to hear me, I need to just pack up and go home, right? But I know that God is real. I know that God hears the word and I know he answers and I know that when I I pray, I get his attention. I get his attention every time I pray because I'm his daughter and he loves me and he holds me in the palm of his hands and he has good plans for me, right? And so I know that my God hears me and that he loves me and he'll never leave me or forsake me. And so he's saying to me, Anne-Marie, in this time of storm, in this time of testing, he says, I want you to stand and I want you to stand and I want you to look at me and just begin to declare, I trust you, God. I trust you, God. I trust you, God. Despite what's happening, despite what I'm hearing, God, I'm trusting you. <laughs> so I put my hand in God's hands and, I, I, and I, I know that when I'm weak, I know that he's my strength and I've been weak <laughs> and so he's been my strength. But, but Lord, you know, God in the midst of us is mighty. God in the midst of us I'm, is mighty and he deserves all the glory. Don't focus on the darkness. Get your eyes on God. Get your thoughts on God. Don't focus on your problem. Don't focus on what you haven't got. Don't focus on the COVID. Don't focus on the the COVID passport. Focus on the Lord God Almighty. This is just something that the enemy has thrown out there to cause us to get distracted from the plans that God has for us. But I want to say to you that God wants us to get our eyes back on him and start to start to get back to that place where God wants us. Esther prayed and fasted to save a nation. Who would have thought that prayer could save a nation? (laughs) Who would have thought that prayer can save a people? Who could have thought that prayer can bring down nations and shatter kingdoms and and cause the enemy to be self-slaughtered? I believe that there's going to be such a shift and such a move of the Spirit of God as we continue to stand with God and as we continue to push through these obstacles. See, what, what, what is God calling you to do? Each one of us are here for a purpose. And so what is God calling you to do? You know, the enemy wants us to walk around in fear and in turmoil and anxiety and stress. And he wants us to be divided. But we know that a kingdom divided against itself will fall. And so we, we will walk in love together and in unity together and build God's kingdom in Jesus' name. So we are here for a purpose. We are here for God's purpose. And God is looking for a people that will run the race to the end. We need to see the prize and run towards the prize. I feel like raindrops are falling. Raindrops are falling in the dry, hard places as we pray, as we declare the word of God. God's mercy is beginning to fall down on people as we continue to pray for them. His love for the nations is so real. And God is healing his people. 
just want to, in Acts 5, in Acts 5, verse 14 to 16, it speaks of the apostles going out and doing many signs and wonders in Jesus' name. You know, when they stepped out and did many signs and wonders in Jesus' name, that's when the people came to the kingdom of God. That's when the house of God was filled. See, I believe that God is going to push us out of the church, <laughs> into the streets. And I believe that as we go out, once we're allowed out, as we go out, right? It's like I'm going to sneak out at night. No, no sorry, I'm just kidding. <laughs> but once we get out, you know, once we're allowed out, we're just going to burst forth on this nation and we're going to operate in the, in, the, in the Holy Spirit and the power of the Holy Spirit and we're going to start seeing signs and wonders following and miracles following. You know, like in, in I can't remember what country it was, but overseas... They had, uh, all of a sudden, they were released. The nation was released to go out into the street. So I think there was something like 122,000 Christians were released into the street. Could you imagine what that would do? 122,000 Christians that have been locked up for two years, right, or more, not being able to share the word of God, now all of a sudden let out on the street? Come on. Nobody was safe in that street anymore. Nobody was safe in that town anymore. And everybody in that town was destined to be, be touched by the Spirit of God because the, the army of God was going out into the streets and, and bringing in the lost into the kingdom of God. And, and I believe as we step out, we are going to start seeing the power of God move in such a way like we've never seen before. We're going to see legs grow. We're going to see missing parts of body grow. We're going to see the deaf ears open, blind eyes open, cancers drop off. We're going to see the miracle power of God operating through us as we step out in Jesus' name. <laughs> I believe it. I declare it. <laughs> I'm going to see it, right? I tell you, the harvest is ripe. I have had so many people come to the Lord just by speaking to them on the phone or speaking to them in the shopping center. People are just coming to the Lord. It's like the fruit is ripe and it's dropping to the ground and I don't want any to drop to the ground, I want to step out in Jesus' name and bring these people to the Lord. So just one more scripture. That scripture in Isaiah 61. The spirit of the sovereign Lord is upon me because the Lord has anointed me to proclaim the good news to the poor. He has sent me to bind up the brokenhearted, to proclaim freedom to the captives and release from darkness the prisoners to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord. This is for us. The spirit of the Lord is upon us to set the captives free, to heal the brokenhearted, to preach the acceptable year of the Lord. See, as Moses had an encounter with God, when God stepped down out of heaven, when God stepped down out of heaven to, to deliver Israel, out of bondage and captivity. He first stepped down out of heaven to deliver Moses. He had to deliver Moses first. He had to heal Moses. He had to change Moses. He had to anoint Moses. And then Moses was able to go out and bring the people in. Moses was then able to set the people free. See, in this lockdown, God has been healing us. He's been healing our souls so that when 
we get out of this lockdown, there's going to be no baggage on us anymore. There's not going to be anything that's going to stop us from stepping out and doing what the Lord wants us to do. So something is happening in the spirit realm. Something is about to burst forth. I believe the sword of the spirit of power is going to rise upon the church in this nation. And I believe that this is going to be the great Southland of the Holy Spirit. And I believe we are going to see revival spring forth in this nation like never before. Angels are on assignment. I believe the Lord has released many angels. They are here to help us advance the kingdom. They are here to push back the powers of darkness as we pray, as we declare, as we stand and take ground. I've seen the angels. I've seen what happens when we pray. As soon as we pray in agreement, angels go flying in every direction. I've seen it. I've sat here sometimes and just looked in the spirit realm and I've seen the angels going back and forth. The activity in the spirit realm is hectic. When God's people stand up and pray and decree and declare God's word, those angels are going hectic. And so some of you, you, we all have angels around us, but some of you, your angels have got their arms folded and they're just standing there. They're waiting for you to speak the word of God so they can be released and go out and bring it into being. God is saying it's time, church, for us to rise up, to pick up the sword of the Spirit, put on the armour of God and start to align yourself up with God and see yourself seated with him in heavenly places. See yourself seated with him in heavenly places. So I'm just going to close in prayer. You know, I, I believe this is a word for the church in this hour. And I, I know there have been people who have been really struggling. And you're not alone, but I want to say to you, if you can just get your eyes back on God, if you can just get yourself back into the word and speak the word and put your trust in God, darkness is going to flee. So I'm just going to pray, Father God, I just want to pray for every heart, Father God, that, that's been struggling, Father God. Every heart, Father God, that's been feeling depressed and anxious and fearful. Father, I pray for the Spirit of God just to come into that heart right now and for that darkness to fall off in Jesus' name and that fear to go in Jesus' name and that anxiety to go in Jesus' name. I release them from the hold of the enemy. And Father, I pray that you pour in your light and you pour in your truth. And Father God, that these people, Father God, rise up knowing that they can trust you, Lord, in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen. Oh.